welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every single week and discuss the important things in life, like how no one quite gets how serious you are when you say D&D is my life. This week we have with us Matthew Dannett, or Mr. Funtown. Uh, hello. We have with us Hemko Verme, also known as the Unlikely GM. Hello. <laughs> and we have Sarah Meaden, also known as I'm Your Hero. Hello. And me, as your host, Ismay Hutton, also known as the Unlikely... No, I'm not the Unlikely GM, that's you! I've got identity crisis. I'm, I'm, I'm known kidding. as a teacup gamer. <laughs> what is happening? It's one of the... Look, it was a stressful before the stream. We all have to be forgiven for our mistakes. It's okay. Anyway, <laughs> this week, guys, we I, are I'm, talking... I can be Ismay today. It's, it's good. You can be me today. We'll, we'll, we'll roll reverse. It'll be great. Um, this week we are talking about Dungeons and Dragons and Inner Demons, which I very much like as the title, um, but also known as how D&D can help people cope with their mental health problems. Um, I, I want to say just off the bat that this is the subject that I've been most looking forward to talking about, uh, because I bore people to absolute death with it anyway in the real world, so it's nice talking to people when they actually care about it, or I'm forcing them to care about it, either one. Um, but saying that this episode is going to get kind of real pretty fast. So if you, as you're listening, are kind of in a place where this conversation about mental health and general like life trauma <laughs> wouldn't be good for you, I would recommend like leaving this episode out for a time when you're better able to cope with that, I guess. Because, um, you know, you have to stay safe and stay healthy and all that. But with that out of the way... Let's get on with this good, good episode that I'm super fucking excited about in, like, the weirdest way. First, I wanted to uh, talk to Hemko because you were talking about you do, like, this, like, as just a thing. Like, you, you <laughs> use D&D yeah. &D to help people cope as yes. a general trauma thing, which well, I'm so interested in. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, um... That's that's kind of thing. It's not for coping. It's specifically for treatment, uh, and there's, and there's a big difference. I definitely want to uh, talk about the difference between that uh, later uh, as well. Uh, but yes, I work with the Dutch Veteran Institute, uh, where to go with psycholo psychologists. We have set up uh, D and D as part of a treatment for PTSD. Uh, a little bit of context: I'm uh, I'm a veteran myself. Um, I've served for eleven years. And uh, now we help. Yeah, well, I I host D and D games uh, for for veterans every now and then as as uh, as part of their um, of their uh, treatment. It's not necessarily veterans. I I happen to do this with the Veteran Institute, so those are the people. But I'm it, it's general for uh, for PTSD, and um, and it can definitely serve as as uh, as part of an actual treatment and not just a distraction which for many other mental health issues is very good i think i'm not an expert uh on on other mental health issues but uh for ptsd distractions aren't necessarily a great thing but dnd mm -hmm. can definitely serve as a treatment either way yeah and uh, yeah that is that's an amazing experience yeah um that's really good like how like how have you like seen it help over time yeah you, you you do see it um how it started it started basically uh when 2008 uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. i was in afghanistan and that's when the um dnd fourth edition released oh cool 
Um, and I wanted to go to the release party, but I was in Afghanistan. So <laughs> I called up, uh, I phoned up Wizards of the Coast and said, hey, could you mail a, a store a fourth edition release pack? And um, that was kind of a joke, and they did. Um, <laughs> and I ended up hosting uh, D&D there, and it was an amazing positive experience where ton of people came there as if we had a store on the base there and i noticed that it wasn't just for ner- for nerds uh in in, in this country it, it's kind of seen that way uh, i i've noticed that in the u.s it's very different where all really? the, the dutch guy yeah all the dutch guys on the base were like what the fuck this weird nerd um but all the americans were like cool and it was flooding all the americans oh, so flooding in and, and playing yeah uh, so it was very interesting, um, and that was uh, and that that was a great distraction. It was really fun. And when I came back here and I taught, started talking with the Veterans Institute, um, I I read about you know how D and D can be treatment, and I started talking to psychologists, um, and we actually set up a treatment plan on how how it how it actually helps uh, overcome uh, overcome challenges. Um, I I will not want to be at the helm too long of the conversation, I'm definitely going to come back to specifically how the treatment works uh, mm. later in this hour, if you're okay with that. Uh, but yeah. um, that is uh, lots of lots of psychologist mumbo jumbo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I I try to understand it, and I, I want to share as much as possible. I do want to add this clear inside. I'm I'm not a psychologist. Um, I'm a, I'm a veteran. I'm a I'm a pilot. I'm those kind of things. I'm not. <laughs> and and and. Uh, and a DM in my hobby. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's it's great as a treatment for PTSD. I do, and that's what I want to pass off to others. In our preparation, I've heard some people talk about PTSD as well, but also other things, and talk about using D&D as a distraction. Um, what I've learned from psychologists is that distraction isn't necessarily, for PTSD anyway, not necessarily a great thing. Um, because if there's one thing someone with PTSD does not need help with, it is finding distractions. They they actively seek those themselves. Um, so that's 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 generally it's it's still great. It's fun to play with D and D, obviously. Uh, but there is a certain plan that you actually have to go through to um properly set up as a treatment and not just a fun hobby on the side that has nothing to do with your mental health. Now for other things, I do feel maybe it could help, like depression, social anxiety. Um, if others have want to balance on that and how they experience that. Yeah, well, um, I think it's interesting to go back to the PTSD because I, I don't know if yeah. anybody, I was I was talking about it as like a distraction from mm-hmm. PTSD. Like, I was like, I, I've not been working through like my D&D PTSD, not PTSD, PTSD mm-hmm. from D&D, but using... D and D as like, mm-hmm. uh, like helpful help in my like overcoming and like kind of getting through PTSD. Um, I've not had any like professional interaction with it, but it's personally helped me quite a lot. Um, so for me personally, um, this is only <laughs> ah, this it's it's still a bit weird for me to talk about it uh in front of people, um. Because it's only something that I've been talking about within the past year. Um, but I myself am a rape survivor. Uh, and so I have a lot of PTSD from that. Um, and D&D has helped me in a way that I didn't quite think or understand that it would. Um, when I first started playing D&D and started playing characters in it, 
Uh, I didn't really think of the fact that for each of the characters I made, they had some kind of like sexual trauma in their history. And of course, that's my little PTSD brain being like, hey, Isabel, you kind of want to talk about this and you kind of want people to understand and to like open up about it a bit more. Um, so now, so looking back and seeing that I had done that, it was kind of a moment of clarity for me, I guess. Um, but as I was able to make these characters who had all had this, like different versions, but the same kind of trauma and being able to work through them in an environment that I felt safe in because one, it's not really me. The character that it happened to wasn't me. And two, I'm doing this with my friends in a kind of safe space that we've set up. Uh, so I, w I would come up with these characters who had had some kind of trauma in their history. And through d and I've been able to work out my frustrations and work out my issues in every kind of way imaginable. Like with these characters, I have forgiven my rapist. I have killed my rapist. I have done everything under the sun to this person because I have been able to have an environment where I'm able to. And it, it's really, it was really kind of cathartic sometimes and really kind of eye-opening other times but I think that the most important thing for me to see from it was that I was creating these characters fully in the knowledge that they were heroes they are the heroes of their own story and they are the best that they could be and sometimes they have really hard things in their past and maybe it still impacts what they're like now but in my mind, when I'm thinking about these characters, I know they're going to get through it. And I know they're going to be strong because of it. And it just gives me, as a person with these same issues, a lot of help seeing these other characters be able to get through them. But yes, yeah, Sarah, you were also talking about um, helping with PTSD, if you want to talk a bit more about that. Uh, sure. Uh, I was... I was born with a pretty severe congenital heart defect, so I've suffered from anxiety my whole life on top of that. And then I had a stroke um, six years ago, and I actually, um, it made me incredibly conflict-averse. I mean, everything. Like, I would watch, like, Murder, She Wrote, and I would get super stressed out when someone was going to die. Like, that's how bad it was. And then coming into playing a game, and especially, like, DMing a game and having to force myself, okay, I have to put my players through this conflict or else this story is boring, um, <laughs> really has helped me make some progress with that. Um, I don't know if that really coincides with PTSD, but like it's forced me to face some things that have been issues in my life, even when I didn't want to acknowledge that they were issues. If I can ask a question, just for, for, for context, uh, um, uh, and and it's not it's not uh, t please don't get it wrong it's not the 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 shaming people or telling people to go oh seek help you should do this you can't self diagnose blah 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 I'm just I'm just for context how much uh, uh, psychological um, help do you guys actually get? if you want to say that uh, do you actually actively get treated for this um, yeah uh, well I I was I went to therapy for quite a while and only recently have I actually um, stopped going um, just because like my life has got a lot better now I'll still check in with my therapist every so often and make sure because you know you have to 
every so often get that nice top up, make sure that you're still kind of going on the straight and narrow. But um, yeah, I, I've personally gone to see my therapist for quite a while. How about you, Sarah? Um, briefly, but it was through a therapist at an evangelical Christian community, and I have since <laughs> broken myself off from that. That's fair. And then we we moved across. Well, we moved uh, two three hundred miles or something, and I just haven't gotten my social anxiety to shut up enough to actually make a call. Yeah. But that should probably be something that I should get on. Yeah, that's a fucking difficult one. Like actually yeah. finding the therapist. Oh God, it's no, the worst. I mean, I, I just wanted to say that not because I, I, I realized extreme difficulty and, uh, and everybody's in different phases. Um, but I did want to very quickly maybe preface the rest of this, this hour by, by, by saying that um, self-diagnosing and self-treating uh, mental health issues is extremely dangerous, just like you don't go poking around in an open leg wound with some Google searching instead of calling an ambulance. Uh, so I, I do want to stress to all the listeners that... If you have mental health issues, seek a professional and don't and don't go. Oh, I'll just go play D and D. That helps. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's definitely something that it, it needs to be done very carefully. Um, but also at the same time, if you find something that fucking helps you, uh, then oh, yeah. oh god, do run with that. Run with the thing that helps because oh, sometimes it's so difficult. Um, but yeah, so like other other than like. PTSD things like we've all talked a little bit more also about like other other mental health things that D&D has helped with. Um, Matthew, you you were talking a little bit about um, I think it was uh, anxiety that you were talking about in the chat earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah sorry, I, I just found it really hard to like uh, jump in on anyone's conversation. It's just like, <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know what to yes. say. <laughs> Hope you're having a great day. Yeah. Let's talk more about minds. Yeah. Uh, I've suffered with anxiety and depression for quite a while now. Um, and I have been to multiple therapists and uh, I take medication for my depression. Oh, what are you on? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they're green and yellow. <laughs> well, this comes in nice colors. Yeah. I don't know. This was always a thing when I was in university. Like anytime that uh, me or any of my friends like heard someone else was on like any kind of like medication for mental health, you would figure out which one you were on. You'd high five if it was the same <laughs> one. It was, it was a weird bonding experience. <laughs> I, I I think I think we've definitely gotten over the stigma, though, especially <laughs> for things like AD and D. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> we've definitely gotten over the stigma of uh, mental health being something you hide and is uncool. Oh, I think yeah. the I think the ADHD club in in high school was Ooh. the coolest bunch of people. Oh, uh, like that, like not. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a country thing, but it was very difficult here when I was younger. But uh, then I got older, and uh, all of my friends also had mental health problems, so we all just hung out together and took our meds, like the cool kids. <laughs> anyway, Matthew, uh, go on. I, I, I don't know. It's like. But yeah, my D and D is like helped with like my anxiety because it's like it forces. Well, I put myself in the position where it forces me to be like around other people. It's like, <laughs> oh, these are my best friends in the world, but I'd rather just stay at home and lay in bed. But yeah. if I'm like forcing myself to do this, and it's like, if I'm the DM, I'm 
the center of their attention and the center of their world at that moment so it's quite it's stressful but i think approaching that has helped me like do other things in life and like trying to like take take that sort of attention like apply it to different situations like public speaking and things like that yeah i've had a similar kind of experience with it like that that kind of it's like how, how have you found the kind of balance of you using like D D to like help with anxiety but also it causing a bit of anxiety at the same time like how have you felt that kind of balance uh well to be honest it's like going into a shop causes me to have anxiety so it's 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 more of a safer environment is D D because it's like mm-hmm. going into a world where i feel safe because as a kid i like read read a lot of fantasy books and i still do and it's like that's my safe place so i feel Mm -hmm. like it's like you were saying is where you create characters with like similar like a disposition to you or something like that uh i do the opposite i create these really confident (laughs) larger than life characters yeah sort of project myself onto them and i feel like it helps me to like try and trick myself into being like that <laughs> i don't it, the way i say it is like oh don't fake it but it's like sometimes i feel like i'm just gonna try fake it till i make it yeah honestly like uh, like from if we're going back to what our therapist told us uh which is always a good thing to go back to uh my therapist like constantly told me that that was like that's pretty good like if if you're having like a really bad time don't force yourself to try and have fun but like it's it's the same reason that adverts work. You hear something enough times, or you do something enough times, and it becomes your reality. Um, if you pretend to be confident enough, you get a little bit more confident, which kind of kind of rules. Kind of rules. I think that's how most people do it. You just if you see a confident person, there's a nine nine point nine percent chance that he's not naturally a confident mm-hmm. person. He's just you know very good at faking it <laughs> like, right, that's like, what being an adult is a lot is all about right, right. <laughs> pretending that you know oh, what you're doing good. Yeah. like i i don't know if i want like i feel like i'm forging a new path in that i'm just not pretending that i know what i'm doing <laughs> like, yeah, just just tell everyone that you're a hot goddamn mess and see what they do with that it's fun well there's there's an extreme of these notes too but in uh, on a more serious note it is uh it is definitely a, a very good thing for everybody mental health issues or not to at one point in their life accept that just because they're an adult doesn't mean they know what they're <laughs> doing and you're not completely in control uh, uh unless you're you dming <laughs> then you are oh completely. not true yeah. you have not met my players yeah. <laughs> Uh, until you until you add players in the equation like uh, gming is great and you're in control but all these pesky pesky players show up and kind of mess right, they just up. ruin it all a nice good controlled safe environment <laughs> <laughs> oh you know sarah i think that you were you were saying a little bit about that in chat earlier just about like how it's nice to have that kind of area of control right in D to create my little perfect world and then let my <laughs> insane friends yeah. run right through it yeah it's been quite helpful for me <laughs> like the way that we're putting it doesn't seem like that's the case but i found it helps <laughs> like you know yeah, it does help because then it forces me to think on my feet and think creatively and not just like within a fantasy world um resolving conflicts between players who say no we should go down this hallway well you're an idiot for thinking that you know things <laughs> like that and 
conflict resolution between them and them in each other and them in myself really yeah. helps me in the real world as well. Yeah. I like I think that like that's one of the the main things about having D&D is kind of a a good thing to be doing when you're suffering from mental health problems just cuz it it a lot of the things that you do in D&D are things that are kind of useful in the real world. Like there I'm just remembering um there was a post that I saw a while ago that was someone being like, "Okay, this is how you um write D&D into your CV so that it looks like you're doing something it's like, oh, I'm practicing conflict resolution. Um, I need to make team sure that building I, exercises. Yeah, team building, working with the group, like great shit like that. Um, so yeah, D&D can like, definitely be used in like a lot of one, ways. One, se- one sec, repeat, repeat that. I've just got a pen. Just, uh, <laughs> so, so, uh... I, I have to say, when I was HR, we did one see a resume where someone said he had uh, team building skills because he uh, did gaming and I, I, I have to I have to disappoint you that one got laughed at and thrown yeah. out pretty oh, I just wrote it down I'm going to have to cross it out you don't, you don't say that it's about D&D you just say oh I'm practicing conflict resolution and working with teams because they're not untrue exactly you just hope say, that they oh, don't ask you <laughs> like oh, well me and my adventuring party uh, we're pretty good uh, just <laughs> Don't don't pay attention when they they ask you where from. It's fine, um, but um, I think um, yeah, Matthew, you you mentioned um, about depression and how it's helped with that as well. Like I've had like I'm also as a anxiety depression haver. More it's more past tense these days. Which guys, fucking real talk. It's real cool, real fucking right. But yeah, I I've always like the uh, when I kind of started playing well restarted playing D with my my main group um it was during a the worst depression of my life trademark um it was just it was it was fucking terrible and i i couldn't or wouldn't or whatever leave the house i could barely leave my room um i could barely leave my bed um but it was D that kind of made me do things I guess with my day like even on the days where I didn't go and like drag myself out of bed to go and see my friends and play D&D um it would force me to kind of do something because I was DMing I had an obligation to create a story for all of my friends um and so I would do that for hours of the day and it would kind of, it would take me to a different place where I wasn't suffering and I wasn't like constantly just a bleak pile of bullshit. Uh, I was instead like a god creating my own world, and that was really cool. And I think that that that's definitely where I started to write a lot about my world, and that's why my worlds are like very overly detailed, and I know every single thing about every single thing in my world. Um, just because I kind of needed that to keep me going and keep me thinking about anything other than the bleakness of existence. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, so Matthew, was that kind of like this, a similar situation for you? Uh, yeah, I felt like it helped in like a sense that it just it like what you were saying it gave me like a purpose 
Yeah. Like, I think with a lot of people struggling with depression, you feel worthless and that you have no place on Earth. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's my experience. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, it, like, you have, it feels like you have to do something. It's like, even though you've you might have university or work at the time. It's like this is important to you specifically, and you are making other people happy and giving them joy. Yeah. And I think that's the main like experience that I took away from D and D is like, no matter what problems I had, giving the other people this joy and this adventure and this like me doing silly voices <laughs> made them happy, and that in turn like rubbed off on me even if it was a little bit at the time it always it added up and I think that's an important note to keep it's like if it's D&D related or anything it's like just help other people or make other people happy and that will help you and make you happy in turn Hey guys it's Isme for your middle of podcast chat we're doing a little break here um, first off, sorry that this is not all, like, chuggle-fuck fart jokes today. Um, we're doing, like, an actual serious episode about actual serious topics. Um, but I, I think it went really well, and I'm so, so endlessly proud of, like, all the people that talked about all their experiences so openly and honestly with people. It's had, like, a really good reception, and I feel I'm really honoured to have been a part of this. It was really, really cool, guys. Also, other than that, sorry that um, some of the audio's a little shaky. I'm still getting my sea legs and doing this whole solely audio editing thing. I'm a video editor. I'm not used to just, like, paying attention to the talk thing. That sucks. Uh, as for plugs this week, we've got Hemko's show, The Unlikely Heroes, which you'll hear about a little bit more at the end if you stick around and listen. And as always, you've got me at a Teacup Gamer on Twitch, so you can see me there and watch me play games and shit, where you can also see this show live on Tuesdays, which is always good, at 5pm. GMT. We're also currently starting our journey looking out for sponsors for the episode, so I might be able to, you know, make up some of the cash that I've already spent uh, making this a thing. It would be nice to do that. So if you or anyone you know is in the market for people doing some sponsorship work, we're all here. But so maybe maybe in the future, hopefully in the future, uh, this little break time chat, you'll be learning about some sweet, cool people and deals and offers and shit, you know. The sellout crap. <laughs> Seriously, I will sell out at a moment's notice. You just give me the word and I am there. I will sell my soul so that I am not this poor. But anyway, you can find and download the show on SoundCloud. You can follow us. You can share. You can like and do all that good commenty stuff so that we can keep on going and keep on, like, spreading the good word. Because I think that this message, I think that this episode is, like, the epitome of, like, us actually doing some maybe good, or at least talking about the good that D&D has done, which is pretty dope. We're also on iTunes if you want to find us on there by searching Crit Chat and Podcasts, and you can leave us a five-star review, and you can comment and say how amazing we are and how wonderful we are, and how it would be really cool if you heard some, like, sponsorship messages in the middle that, like, maybe that would definitely improve your situation and your experience while listening to the show. And finally, before we go back, just a note to everyone out there who this episode might mean something to, who are suffering from any plethora of mental health problems. Um, there's people out there that fucking love you. There's a lot of people out here that have suffered the exact same suffering. Um, and 
there's a lot of people that are doing really well because of it or in spite of it, and you'll get there too one fucking day because, as I'm gonna say later, it gets easier even if it doesn't get easy. Until then, look out for yourself, stay safe, and just remember that you're the best of any person in the world ever. If your world doesn't revolve around you, then you're doing your world wrong, motherfuckers. Fuck everyone else, you're the greatest. Bye. <laughs> I think like that's a the kind of what we were talking about near the beginning. Um, how like the kind of difference between using D and D as a distraction and using it as kind of active help. Because um, yeah, like it, it has definitely been both for me. It's definitely both been actively helping me and my mental health, but also at the times where I just needed to get out of my head, it was also very helpful for that. Um, so I, I think that there, there's like a good place for both kinds of coping using D&D in those kind of particular ways. Yeah, I think a lot of very interesting things were said. I'd love to break some down. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing at a time. Uh, <laughs> what you said earlier was very interesting uh, where you injected um, your experiences uh, into, into D&D. Um, which is completely counter to what we do. Uh, it's um, okay. it's almost sounds like it sounds like a cognitive behavior therapy, which is just reliving the experiences and confronting them, uh, which is very important for PTSD treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's one half of the treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the other side of treatment would be present centered therapy, where you kind of just ignore that altogether and deal with present problems. Um, it's um it's amazing that it helps for you it's it's actually it's it's a, it's a, it's well amazing um it makes sense uh when you have ptsd confronting it and being uh, is is great and that you were able to do that uh, yourself it's pretty clear where that helps uh, so, but yeah so that, that that's that's quite interesting that helped that you that you confronted that yourself uh i i think it is it is it could be tricky to do that uh, especially people with PTSD tend to try to avoid and find distraction, which is where the distraction part comes in. A lot of people saying, hey, it's a great distraction. I think it works for a lot of things, where especially if you have depression, from looking at, listening to you guys, um, when you have depression, I think you're pretty much uh, self-involved with very negative thoughts. So any kind of distraction, like a hobby or something, is a very good thing. You get out of D&D uh, in that way. Um, but also things you've already been doing, where you go... Uh, well, I'm I'm hosting. You said I'm hosting. I'm being a DM. Uh, uh, these people are depending on me, so I I have to go do this. Um, and then you go do it, and I think you have a good time, right? <laughs> I mean, Usually. I tend to. Yeah. Um, I feel like I wouldn't do it but, otherwise. That would suck. Yeah, and it's not just for most mental health issues. For most people, just kind of figuring your life out, young people. What is a very important thing in in almost every psychological treatment is small steps and goals and achieving them. And and these are small goals. People always put their goals too too big. As a very famous clinical psychologist said, clean your room. You have to set the goal. It's very good for you. I don't like this clinical psychologist. Why are they my mom? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) Uh, he's one of the best sized clinical psychologists in the world. And right, he, he, but he, but but the the idea is the idea is you have to set small goals that you can achieve and you feel good afterwards. If you clean your room, you feel good 
you have to do it again in a few weeks or next week or however you after you clean your room. Um, I mean, annually so no. is fine. If right? you <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you do a test for school, if you do a test for school, you achieve it. You go like, well, I have to do one hundred more tests. But if you set the goal in advance, if you go, okay, that that test, I'm going to train for it. That, that's the day I have the test, and I'm going to do awesome, and I'm going to work at it. Now you do that test, and it's an achievement you achieve. You set the goal, you do it. Someone with social anxiety or, or PTSD who doesn't want to confront things or has trouble getting control in their life, you tell them, set a goal for tomorrow. That's why D&D is such a great little package. What you said, I'm a host, people are depending on me. You set this plan, oh, tonight we're going to have D&D. Uh, we're going to have D&D. These people are going to come over. You have to do this now. You planned it, and you're going to achieve it. And at the end of the night, you achieved what you set out to do that morning. Those little achievements are extremely healthy for anybody in any position to actually achieve goals um if you're gonna go oh i'm gonna go right my first goal finish this four-year education you're gonna go insane your -hmm. first goal should be pass the first test um and that's what you set out and you achieve so um what you already do if you structure a little bit if you actually in your mind go okay that's the goal for tonight is to have a fun D D game if you have social anxiety my goal for tonight is to hang out with people and socialize Mm -hmm. that uh, and then achieve that goal and feel good about it, that will further strengthen you for the future. Next time you're going to go, oh, that wasn't so bad. It's like, the, the, the little things. Like, have, like yeah, I, I like that idea of, like, the little, the little achievements mean a lot when you're in a place where, like, oh, where, like, the small bad things turn into large bad things. You kind of try and trick your brain into being like, well, the small good things therefore also have to equal large good things. That's how that works. Yeah. If you look at every, or the entire mess and you're going to go, oh, I've, I've got this list of chores to do. You're going to look at it and you're going to start working on the list. And when you're like quarter down the list, you're going to feel horrible. But if you go, well, my first task is clean my room. You clean your room and then your room is clean and you go, I achieved my goal for today. You've done that. I can do this. You have control. And that is the big thing with people with PTSD. They feel uh, they have a loss of control in their life. They have lost control of their own emotions. Uh, when you go, and, and, and that is terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying to be to not be in control of your own thoughts, yeah. of your own body uh, when you get confronted with things. So you slowly, uh, and that's the idea of present-centered therapy, uh, where you take the, the current-day stressful events and you tackle them one by one you give someone slowly give someone control back in their life you wake up feeling you have no control you can't do anything and you give a a, a therapist will give you a task to do and go okay you do that and you come back next week and we'll figure out the next task Mm -hmm. one thing at a time um and and D&D is a great little package for that It, it really lets you get the control back that you've that you've lost in in a sense when you set out to play D and D as a player, um, in in a, and that's and that's when we come into the more therapeutic uh, ther- words in English, uh, a therapeutic uh, uh, atmosphere where we plan it ahead and we go, okay, we can present someone with a challenge in a fun environment, um, which is very easy for pe- to put people with PTSD in. By the way, they love distractions. <laughs> uh, we're, which is why I said at the start, you do not have to come up with a distraction for, to to help people with PTSD. Yeah. They'll they'll distract themselves. Yeah. So you give them D and D, and you present them with challenges that they can overcome. But that's what D and D is about. Yeah. You have a session, you present them with a challenge. You're in control of your actions. Your character, you're completely in control. 
you're presented with a challenge, you overcome that challenge and succeed in the end. You do have to kind of set it up. If you have this bleak, dark campaign, yeah, you introduce someone in, <laughs> this is not going to work. You, and that's why that's why you have to keep it separate. That's why there actually goes some planning into using it as therapy. Um, so you, uh, it does have to actually be challenging. It shouldn't be handed to them, and they should over and then overcome a problem and succeed. And this thing that normally lasts a very long time in reality, where you go, I want to get a job, I want to, I want to pass on a test, I need to do days of studying. It takes a very long time span. In D and D, in a, in a, in a, in a four-hour package in an evening, mm-hmm. you can achieve being presented with a complex problem being completely in control, and then you tackling that problem, solving it, succeeding, and coming out victorious in the end. And 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 it's that little control you get back in this tiny package of just a few hours of your day uh, that is, for treatment of PTSD, uh, well, I was going to say a huge leap, but it's a little leap in, uh, in coming forward and realizing that you can solve problems, you can be in control and overcome challenges. Yeah, the the I I think that like a lot of the time when I when I keep thinking about um being in control, I I think a lot more about when you're DMing a game, but equally as much mm-hmm. yeah, when you're when you're a player cuz for for some reason you seem to be a lot more logical about your characters than you can be with you at points in your life, I found personally. Like it might help obviously that between like sessions you might have like a week or more than that. Um, to think about like your character and what they're going to do next, um, but having that kind of like measured reaction to the way things are is super useful. Like for instance, like the the character that I normally play instead of when I'm DMing um, is in my head is a lot more calm than she actually comes off a lot of the time because my hot headed kind of action gets into the character um mostly when i feel like i'm not in control of the situation or my character isn't in control of the situation so it's just having those times to calm it down and i think i'm getting a lot better now um with my character calming down in situations and like taking a breath and realizing what it is that i want her to say um and I've been able to translate that over to my real life at least a little bit and like have become a lot more measured as a result and I'm not as off the bat angry at the world and everything that it has done to everyone. <laughs> Which is nice. I don't know how you guys play uh, your games, but it's nice to, especially when you're playing as a character, to have the rest of your party to bounce your ideas off of, which you don't always have in real life saying you know i want to tackle this is this the best way or is this the best way you're not going to have that all the time in real life but when you have a party with you then time is stopped in game time depending on how you run your games and you can get input on that and then see okay maybe this isn't the best choice for my reaction or maybe i have made a good decision yay me (laughs) i think i I might i might see something like a bit counter that in that like i think instead of it not being a thing that you can do in real life i think that it's more like how you look at it this is like new sunny side of the street is may coming out um but like it like knowing that that's a possibility in the game obviously it's a very you and the character are very different you are not traveling through worlds and far away but at the same time like 
there are going to be people around you that you can bounce ideas off of in like the real world as well so i think that that kind of realization that in at least in the games my dms and when i've dm'd like the best results normally come from when people kind of work together and have talked things through and it also shows you very very clearly what happens when you don't talk things through because then (laughs) one of the party ends up summoning a demon that you fucking want to die and you hate that member of the party because they did a bad and bad things happen from there so it's kind of it kind of like walks you through good things happen when you talk to people bad things happen when you Try and fucking do it all on your own because you are not an island. True. Um, yeah. It's, um... Who'd have thought having a conversation about mental health in a D&D setting would be a little uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, yeah, yeah, that, that could definitely be... Not a single um, person could have predicted it. I think what you, what you hit on, though, um... Well, I, I think it's a fairly safe general assumption that most people with uh, mental health issues, or at least most mental health issues, have a certain skewed view of the world. Either you see it through a very negative lens, or you see yourself through uh, a negative lens, thinking you can't achieve things that you can. So the idea is that that you come into D&D and suddenly you can bounce ideas of people. I'm going to decide with this man on that one. That is the real world too. And achieving that in D&D, uh, in, in this little controlled, safe environment, teaches you that, hey, wait, this is possible. Uh, I can do this. We can bounce things off of other people and work together. I can talk over, uh, talk about this with, uh, with others, and uh, and come with solutions together. And you see that that's possible. It's still a big step to go do that in quote unquote real life, mm-hmm. uh, but you're a step closer. See, the quotes have now made me nervous. Are we not in the real life? What? Why have you put <laughs> me in this terrifying fantasy world? Oh God! I'm just gonna. Be over here in the corner thinking that I am someone else's D and D character. It's cool. <laughs> See, and I do want to. I, I, this, this is probably the harsh thing that a lot of people don't want, but I, I, I do want to raise the um, psychological. Uh, and I'm going to pose it as a question, as a statement, because I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> but the the, the 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 hypothetical danger of of getting caught in a fantasy and getting caught in 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 a distraction. Because especially, especially when you have PTSD, finding things that distract you and never confronting the problems and never solving your issues isn't uh, is almost detrimental to your mental health. So, and and especially when people conflate the word control, like being in control of others in in the game, uh, it's about getting control of your own emotions and your own thoughts and your own and your own control doesn't mean being a tyrant. Uh, so, I, I don't know it, it, what what. Do you think but there's potential danger of just, oh, this D&D thing feels good, let's just play D&D, and uh, I like playing this character, uh, and then it not being helpful at all to your, yeah, quote yeah. unquote, your life situation? I I have a bit, like, a story, like, in the vein of that is, uh, the thing with my depression is I, uh, like, just buried it down and just, like, tried to ignore it and ignore it and ignore it and, like, tried to cover it with things like I'd read all the time and like and like I'd spend hours in my house to then 
prepare myself for going out for one hour so I'd seem fine to everyone that I'd meet and then I'd <laughs> scurry back home and hide under my bed and cram myself to sleep. Ah, this familiar, um, familiar life cycle. Oh, so I, I do think there is something to say is like, you can't, even though D&D might be a good outlet or video games, if people are into video games, it's it's not good to completely rely yeah. on that sort of thing for like sustained like help because it's it's i think it's like it's putting a plaster on a decapitated leg <laughs> it helps decapitated leg oh god I, that was the look but i was trying to come up with a good analogy and that's what came to my head <laughs> gonna draw fan art up put a bandage like, on it it'll be yeah, fine sleep it, it off <laughs> But, oh, that's great. So it's it's going to help, but it's not going to contain the problem for long. So I do want to stress to people, go to a doctor. I, I know that people with anxiety going to a doctor is the most terrifying thing yeah. ever. It's like, yeah. oh, someone that doesn't like seeing new people. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, go to see a new person that's <laughs> going to judge you. Things that we think are wrong with ourselves and have them judge me. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's just, it's important to push yourself. That's like one of the yeah. main reasons I agreed to do this podcast. It's like, yeah. it's, you've got to push yourself to be in social situations. And mm-hmm. I think if D&D can help with that and like, if doing that will build your confidence enough to decide to go to a doctor or you surround yourself with good people mm-hmm. that will tell you, Yo, dude, maybe go see a doctor, man. Yeah. And yeah, not yeah. that making any sense, but yeah, that's oh, no. that's my it's, two it's cents. Sense. Yeah, I, I think that that is that's like one of the very important things that like uh, I I don't want in any way for it, it to seem like I feel like D and D is going to solve all of your problems because it won't. Like that's not what it's here for. D and D is here for a lot of things, but. <laughs> quote-unquote fixing you is not one of them um you definitely have to go and get like professional help because that fucking helps everything i am a testament to that um but at the same time i think that when you are not in a place where you can go and seek help because for a long time i was not in a place where i was able to seek help um i was forced at a time to go and seek help because otherwise there would be no other option. Um, But there was a long point in my life where it was not really feasible for me to actually go and get the professional help that I needed. Um, And in those times, I, like, D&D helped me a lot. Like, it's just a thing that you can use to get you to a place where you can get the help that you need. It's not going to ever be be all and end all of the help that you need, but it can get you to a place where you can, uh, which is like the most important thing is like, if you're, yeah, if you're not, if you're not able to get the help that you need, get yourself like keeping on, keeping on for a while, at least <laughs> like sometimes that's the most important thing which is what D&D did for me, at least, for a good long while. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of yeah. Synchronized yeah. <laughs> the syn- it was beautiful. Uh, and, um, well, yeah, I, I don't want to ask you, Esme, um, mm-hmm. um, because of um, what you said earlier about uh, how you 
how D&D's helped you and what you did in there. I, I briefly compared it to uh, cognitive behavior therapy mm-hmm. where you expose yourself to, uh, to the things you experienced. Did you discuss the things you did in D&D with uh with your therapist i did indeed uh it was it was a bit of a weird start because uh she was very much like so what is the dungeons and what is the dragons i was like oh boy so we have to go right to the start of this boy uh dungeons and rape probably don't go well together probably not like the greatest uh, title for it um but yeah I, i talked a bit with her and like it it took a little bit for her to kind of like understand what it was and what was happening in it because yeah she'd never well she'd heard of Dungeons and Dragons but uh it took a while and after a lot of explanation she was like oh so like the Stranger Things game and I'm like yes like the Stranger <laughs> Things game sure um, oh god so we, I hate the series but I'm glad it made this game mainstream oh god side my, note my husband works for Wizards of the Coast and they said that last year was their best year of course. ever oh, for D and D sales because yes. of Stranger Things and the McElroys and the McElroys and Critical Role. Critical. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I love that. Um, but yeah, after after talking to her for like a long time and like getting her to realize what it was, um, yeah, I, I did have like a talk with her about like how I felt that it helped me. Um, and there was a while that we were thinking of doing something like you, Hemko, like starting up D&D as a kind of thing to bounce off therapy. Like if like people are having issues and they think that they can work through them with D&D, she was super keen on like kind of starting that or like helping start that. Um, so that's going to be something that I'm probably hopefully going to look at in the future and do something similar to that. Cause yeah, she, she seemed to, again, once, getting over the fact that it was the Stranger Things game. Uh, <laughs> she she seemed to think that it was like a really cool way to get people, especially like younger people, um, to kind of confront things and like have that, as you were saying, that those like little manageable tasks where in the end you feel like a hero and you're like, you're the champion of everything because you got out there and you did something in this cool fantasy world where you can, like, kill a horse in the middle of a town just because you want to, and everyone's like, that's chill. Don't worry well, about it. Um, very careful with that rhetoric, where you go... I, I, sorry, the Killing a horse in the middle of the town? That's not okay in any fantasy world. Also, yeah, no, that's What that's if the horse looks at up. you funny? Those poor horses. Alright, um, alright, I'm gonna go into every single one of y'all's games and see if you've ever done anything as a player character doing messed up shit. I mean, not to Sometimes don't, the horse don't, looks at you funny. Look, don't look in the powder room of that ship where we kept the tortured goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, I, I do, I do. Uh, if there's something wrong with the modern day millennials, it is getting participation trophies. So, saying like, "Oh, you feel like a hero," is uh, is. Uh, I, I, it's, I want to be careful with that rhetoric because I, I, I would like to say you achieved the task you set out. Um, if you're going to go, I'm a dragon-slaying hero, then you're going to come back to real life feeling very disappointed at the world, I think. Because uh, <laughs> there are no dragons to slay, and you're not a dragon slayer. Like, I've, um, I've never felt like super disappointed being back in the real world. I've just okay. always liked the time where I've been a goddamn hero, motherfuckers. Fair it's enough. rad. Well, that room you have to clean is your dragon to slay. Mm. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that that is one thing that I... I 
I I do I do like talking about for for this kind of conversation of like when yeah. like that, that's what I said like when I when I inject like those parts of my past into my characters um and being able to see them being like oh they like even though they've dealt with the same kind of shit you've dealt with they were able to go out and slay a dragon so Ismay you can fucking get out of bed today you can clean your room because you're like even though it's not as big and as grand as killing a dragon that's your own battle and you're gonna fucking yeah, you do it because you're great like doing doing that kind of thing in D has always left me feeling more confident in myself just because there's this other person that i am kind of a part of that can do it so why the fuck can't i yeah you can still count it as an ex- as a success in your life yeah because you were a part of problem solving that battle or whatever it was so yeah. you can still Add it to your win column. Damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> it's that empowering feeling we strive to uh, to to achieve in people, and it's it's not a lie. It's not a it's not a oh, no. oh feel good. Oh, you're so empowered. You didn't really slay a dragon, but you know the, the entire thing it, point is that it's real. That you can actually do these things. Well, you can't slay a dragon, but I mean you Boop. you can achieve these real world uh, challenges. Yeah. You just believe you can't. You don't know it. You believe you can't achieve them. Um, so. Uh, and 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 these achieving these things in game remind you that you are powerful. Remind you that you can do it. They don't they don't convince you because you weren't before. They don't trick you into it. It's it's a reminder like you you are in control. You can do this. And sometimes you need a little nudge to help you in that direction. Yeah. And slaying a dragon can be a great nudge in that direction. I'm not gonna lie. I have never killed a dragon in D and D. Now this is this is what the real problem is. <laughs> oh, killing the dragon in D and D is always fucking satisfying as hell. Actually, I never have either. I've had dra- my dragon killed as the DM, but I yeah. never actually killed one as a player. Guys, you you need to. Experience. I don't think I've ever killed a dragon. No. Y'all, I'm as a GM, I've had dragons in the game, but I don't get to be a player that much. Guys, so. I'm gonna. Have to like dm for all of you and just like have a horde of dragons just all dragons you're just just gonna make us kill horses i don't want to do that i like (laughs) horses what if the horse is dressed like a dragon win win column (laughs) i think you need to be a guest gm on unlikely heroes sometime and then put the dragon up against just a horde of dragons the dream is a horde of dragons oh don't kill my party please i need them for the next episode (laughs) well then you're not here for me as a gm my thing is killing everyone it's not i don't know why (laughs) i don't know why i said this this is what i said control doesn't mean being a tyrant (laughs) (laughs) yes it does but it's fun no, like I, I, I recommend. Like I, I hope that you guys find yourself in a situation in the future where you do get to fight a dragon because it's, it's just a good, satisfying end product. Because though it'll, it's always a bit lackluster afterwards because then everyone tries to like strip it for parts because dragon, like <laughs> dragon everything sells a lot, but you're all suck and you can't skin a dragon real good is, and it's a real nasty my... process let them skin a dragon i'll go look for the horde while the rest of the party is stupid with all skin yeah. but is the real dragon is depression <gasps> and i'm gonna <laughs> kill that bitch in real life damn fucking straight you kill that depression <laughs> baby i'm here for you so that's a joke but that is that is a very good man oh power. yeah no that is what it is, is. like <laughs> i mean you you see these things as silly, and other people might look at it. And that's 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 also the thing with mental health. Uh, there is sadly 
it's it's getting better. We're getting in a in a modern world to recognize it. But <laughs> sadly, we are still in in a world where someone with social anxiety is said is told to just go out to the pub. Yeah, just go out. It's it's like telling someone without a leg to go just get up and walk. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like it's it's a serious health issue. And sadly, a lot of people don't see it. there there is more recognition, but it's still seen a scene like uh, like that. And um, it is an actual challenge to overcome, and it is also a challenge you can overcome in Slay, yeah. and, and that's exactly how you should see it. Kill y'all's own dragons, it's great. <laughs> I like it. Um, but we're going to have to probably start right, wrapping up there. Uh, this isn't a very like opinion-y piece, so we're not going to be rolling our D4 and giving like last advice, but if anyone has anything <laughs> last that they want to say, then this is your moment. Well, uh, well, I am going to give advice, but Go not to the D- not to players, not to GMs, not to anybody who plays D and D. Basically, My so the, definitely the target audience of this podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. So pass it on. So pass the message on. Um, no, seriously. If you if you have a therapist, if you have a uh, my message is to the psychologist, to the therapist, to start considering uh, adding it more. It's worked for us. It works for the Dutch Veteran mm-hmm. Institute uh, with with good success in, uh, um, in present uh, therapy. Uh, and uh, what we see, we see more and more uh, stories about it helping confront things as well with, uh, with the cognitive behavior therapy and exposure. Um, and and my message to therapists were to 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 look into this Stranger Things thing, <laughs> the Stranger Things game, and and see how how it can be applied as the ideal. Because we we love taking the mainstream things like telling someone who has anxiety or depression or PTSD and telling them to to take up sports or do a, take up a hobby. Well, this is the perfect sport hobby game for it it brings all these things in a little package it's great if you ever advise someone to take up a hobby or, or do something because because of their uh, mental health uh, um, consider D and consider taking it into an actual therapy practice so throw that at your therapist psychologist if you have any psychologist friends etc yeah like all, all advice is get dungeons and dragons more mainstream because that means more <laughs> yeah. fun for me anyone else have any last minute thoughts yeah yeah i do Ooh. um okay Ooh, everyone it. close your eyes close your eyes <gasps> they're close and imagine a robed wizard i'm so scared about what this wizard is i think this wizard is gonna flash me but and okay it, 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 that's my trauma he, po- he points a thing he points a wizard finger to you and goes oh boy <laughs> Slay your dragons, adventurous. And then he touches your heart and you feel a twinkle. And <laughs> That's where my titties live. Please don't touch me. Okay, <laughs> he, he, he like does it from a fair distance away and you feel a twinkle <laughs> and he, he winks at you and goes off into the distance. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> I've ruined it with my brain, but it was beautiful anyway. <laughs> It's lovely, so, I loved so it. Bill and Ted quote about being excellent to each other. Thumbs up. <laughs> you just DM us out. Don't steal the other part. No, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, Sarah, do you have anything? Um, I would just encourage people to keep playing D&D and if it's social anxiety that's holding you back, bring a friend because yeah. then you're introducing them to this magic world and you also have someone alongside you that's safe. And also, if you don't want to do it in person, then you can find an online group and do it over Skype or something, too. So you don't necessarily have to drag yourself out of your house for that first step. Um, my, my last advice is I'm going to 
I might at some point in it relate it to D&D, but fuck it. It's going to just be a nice message. Um, just from me, and I'm going to put a lump you guys into this. Anyone that's listening that is suffering, you're not going to suffer forever. <laughs> you're, everything is going to go good. It might seem like it's a million fucking years away, but if you want to take a little success story over here, and I'm doing fucking great. I've lived through a lot of shit. I've been, I've tried to not live through a lot of shit a lot of times. Um, and while it does get easier, it doesn't always get easy. So if you're at a time where you're still struggling, even though you're feeling better, that's also okay. We're fucking warriors. Whether we're slaying dragons, see it related to D&D, whether we're slaying goddamn dragons or we're just living through a day, we're doing fucking amazing. We are the goddamn heroes of this goddamn world and D&D is awesome. <laughs> that's it. That's my message. Stop. Um, Amen. <laughs> but, um... Okay, we'll do the actual end of the podcast things. Um, have a go. You want to pimp out your shit? I feel weird now after this episode. <laughs> pimp it out, motherfucker. <laughs> Alright. Um, well, uh, for those of you uh, that want to see more D&D, want to see the more, uh, you know, the classic uh, D&D, uh, then for on Sundays at 7 GMT, we have the Unlikely Heroes stream where we play D&D in, like I said, the classical fantasy setting. Where the, the game starts in a tavern, there's giant rats in the basement, the caravan gets raided by goblins, and the dragon needs saving from an evil princess. <gasps> oh god, what if the dragon isn't our dragon? Oh god. <laughs> and and <laughs> next week, uh, we are starting uh, Friday evenings at 11 GMT, also live on Twitch, uh, our Savage Rules game, which is uh, Savage Rules Rules, something else in D&D, a different group uh, set in an occult World War Two, where people, uh, where the players will uncover mysteries and realize that things go bump in the night. Dope. If you want to see either, check us on twitch.tv slash unlikelygm or watch the episodes on YouTube as they come up at uh, unlikelygm on YouTube. Awesome. Um, I forgot to ask before the show because I fucking suck. Matthew and Sarah, do you got anything for us? You, no, I'll pimp out. I'll pimp out something. Oh, go for it. Um, I'll pimp out the uh, suicide help prevention lines. Because do yes right. Whenever I get seriously low, I ring them, and a nice Scottish person answers. And there is nothing better than hearing a nice Scottish person tell you it's gonna be okay. Matthew, Matthew, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I'm your Scottish person now. (laughs) God, my accent is yeah. But listen to me, so you're a pretend American. (laughs) That's, that is a good point. Yeah, I'm a fake in every way. G- give us, give us your old accent. All right. Say that again. All right, Matthew, it's gonna be fucking all right. You fucking hear me? Did it? That's my Scottish. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I I'll love how it. a Scottish person just speaks to qu- a Scottish person. Uh, it's just like, between English and Scottish. It's just, it's, just it's the Queen's English, but if the Queen had to dance. Um, <laughs> you ain't fucking wrong though. You don't know the queen, does it? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a great message. Please, please don't let us. Um. I love it. But no, that, that's good. like I I'm pretty sure like the suicide prevention hotlines are different no matter where you are in the world. Um, but there's a lot of really good ones out there. So anytime that you need it, yeah, look look them up for your particular area, and they'll be there to help you. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, um, if you're if you're listening live right now on a Teacup Gamer, if you give that a follow, then you can come back every Tuesday for this good episode thing, so you can watch us and listen to us live. But other than that, if you follow, then you'll sometimes see me playing games. But I'm great, so like you'll love that too. Um, but wherever you're listening, if you <laughs> if you go into the description and um, find our Discord channel, you can join in the discussion as well. Um, also in those places you've got the link to our SoundCloud where you can listen to and download the previous episodes as well as giving us a like there and a follow uh, and like comment on things saying how great it is Uh, speaking of which you can also find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat in podcasts and leave us a 5 star review for this 5 star show and yeah so we will I think that's I think that's about it but we will see you next Tuesday 5pm GMT and until then I have been Ismay I've been Matthew I've been Demko and I've been Sarah. And you, dear people, have been listening to Crit Chat. Let's see if this outro thing works. Guys, it doesn't. Guys, it doesn't. Uh, run. Kill me. Quickly, everybody, just make music. Da, 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 roll da, da, da. the one. Oh, it's working. It's working. Join us live on Twitch, Tuesdays at 5pm on A Teacup Gamer.